ADSD Explorers. Welcome, everybody, to a new lovely episode. We promise we're not this hyperactive, but sometimes we are. Just the word is around here. ADSD Explorers. What are we exploring today, Adamina? We are exploring being part of the LGBTQIA plus community, or as I like cool. to call it, the alphabet mafia. <laughs> cool. Are you a member? I am a member. Are you? I am a member. Oh, am oh we both have our passes. I am. Bye, 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 bye. Bye. I'm in a straight relationship. Awesome. Yeah, I Ta-boom. am also bisexual and I believe Congratulations. probably polysexual, although I'm not sure that falls under the um, LGBT plus umbrella. But essentially, that means that I feel like I can love or be with multiple people at the same time. Um, so, Welcome, baby. we got a lot of answers about this one, which was cool. Um, really hyped to see like how many people responded. And um, I just took a screenshot before we started of the poll that I ran. So I ran a poll that was like, are you part of the Alphabet Mafia? Um, and then I put either a rainbow emoji or like, a guy with his arms up and crossed, which <laughs> yeah, one yeah. person was like, um, I'm not part of it, but I felt like that emoji was really aggressive, so I didn't want to click it. It's <laughs> like, oh, it's like, yeah, I felt like that too. Are you rainbow or are you like, gays are horrible? <laughs> <laughs> um, but That's I didn't know option. what else to pick. Like, what emoji you do imagine? you <laughs> So we oh. got 68%. Yeah, let's explore. Yeah, 68% oh, really? clicked rainbow. No! Uh, I know, it's exciting! 8%, that's like 70%. Yeah. Because how like much to the normal population is like, what, 20%? Maybe just 15? do a quick Google search. Googleification. Yeah. Percentage of population that are LGBT. How many people are lesbian gay? Ten percent of the population really gay? Question mark <laughs> on the Guardian. Okay. So oh wait, there we go. They say ten percent sexual orientation. So oh, that's like ten percent with how with who is free to say that as well, and who feels free yeah. to say that. And I think that's a big part of it as well because like this question was asked on a community that is already like open to talking about all sorts of different things, and it's like a and safe space. Help. Yeah. We follow what we want to do like a lot. <laughs> exactly. So but like 10%, up to 70%. Yeah. <laughs> what is going on? Because what was the fact that made us want to do this? Like you saw that there was this like alignment with people who were in the alphabet mafia and ADHDs. And you said, yeah, like, I saw something. Actually, I do you know what I think it was? It was I was listening to a um, podcast or YouTube video that was between Jessica Calgren Fozard, who is a deaf and um, disabled, as in with um, a physical disability creator, and then Molly Burke, who is a blind creator. So they're both disabled, right? And Jessica right. is gay. She's a lesbian. She's married. They just had a baby. Amazing. Beautiful. Um, and... She mentioned in that video that more than the average population of the disabled community, just in general, identify Mm. as LGBT plus. So I was like, that's interesting. And then they talked about how they wonder if it's like, because 
you are already you know, part of a minority group, as in disabled, um, that you're more open to exploring other sides of yourself or you're just more open to, like, oh, different yeah. things, yeah. you know? If you feel, like, sometimes I feel like we're a bit, people with anything going on feel a bit alienated. And I feel like if you're already alienated, you might as well be yourself. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Someone so, like, actually yeah, said something like that. One of the replies was something along the lines of like, I always feel different already. So, I mean, like I look into that side of myself. <laughs> so it's, yes. it's, yeah, it's super interesting. Like, I guess we're just more like, inclined to do that kind of self interrogation. Because I swear, like, I definitely, at least from my case, I feel like I've had to get more in touch with who I am and my emotions because if I'm not in control of my emotions then it's wild and Mm. uncontrolled Mm -hmm. and so I have like this responsibility to be like what's going on with emotions at least Mm -hmm. and then yeah maybe that leads that on but let's get the comments up and let's see what the community says yeah I'm really excited to see what everybody is talking about I didn't know know. and this makes me feel like because I've not been that vocal about being by because I, I'm in a straight relationship anyway but it's like a thing and apparently it's like a thing that even if you're in a straight relationship to say it it helps people feel seen and it normalizes the fact that you can have sexual orientation doesn't rely on what relationship you're in right now yes so much that's so important to talk about as well because also I was you know like engaged to a man for two years and before that historically I've mostly dated men and I really Actually, in my last relationship, I think it's when I got more vocal about my bisexuality, I like got a massive bi flag and I have like queer flags <laughs> everywhere and I always go to Pride. And I feel like I, I made a whole big thing about being extra queer <laughs> because I was like, people don't know because I'm always with a man. <laughs> they need to know. <laughs> but I think that's why no. we're also like the quote unquote invisible um sexuality right is because a lot of us who are in um relationships that are straight but it's never really a straight relationship if one of you is queer (laughs) so i think should we read this one this one's a good answer so this person wants to remain in an why do i have so much trouble saying anonymous anonymous wow okay okay let me read shall i yeah OMG, I cannot make Insta stories work. Sorry, but here's a response to your question. Having the capacity to accept people as who they are in the moment, and thanks, poor working memory, not getting stuck on prior iterations. Ah, I guess that's not getting stuck on previous ideas of who you think that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, previous ideas in, in the culture. Mm-hmm. It made my spouse's trans realization easier for us both. I think having someone. I think they're having someone who was able to roll with whatever they felt they were on the spectrum of gender on any given day meant that they were able to freely explore without being worried that they would be expected to always be whatever they were trying out. Sure, your wife might not remember what day of the week something happened on or might not remember a friend's name, but hey, she also doesn't expect you to be who you were yesterday. I love that. 
Wow. So this person wow. is basically saying that she is not queer herself or um, trans, but because of her ADHD, she felt like she was more accepting of her partner's transition. And I think that's incredible. I think that's just like such a beautiful way to look at it. Like I, because I don't think about yesterday or how things were, and I'm always looking at things from a fresh perspective. It's like, right. I take you as who, who you are on that day, whatever that may be. You know what I love about that is that means if you're in a relationship with an ADHD, that you are free to evolve, oh, you're free yes. to grow, and they're never going to be like, oh, you're not like that yesterday. Like, who cares if you're like that yesterday? Your identity is a fluid thing. And I think like, mm. a lot of our stress comes from thinking that, oh, we, I am this or I am that. But really, mm-hmm. like, we, like, neurons are always changing. It, thousands every second mm. so who can ever say what we are you know if we're changed from every second to second so anyway that's really that's a nice part of ADHD is that openness yeah for sure I think the people who are kind of looked down on the most are the ones that are the most accepting typically I, I feel oh definitely oh, you know because we understand what it's like to be on the other side right yeah, we do. We know what it's like to be hated. And I swear, I know that pain so well. I don't want anyone to feel like they are out on their own in this mm. world. You, you want to know something fun? Mm-hmm. In the furry community, there's loads and loads of autistic spectrum and ADHD people mm. in the furry community. That makes sense because everyone hates on furries and hand, hands in the air. I have I've been a furry hater before. <laughs> Oh. not hater oh. I just like I didn't understand it and I was like so what bad. is that it's so weird but then like people probably look at you know what I'm into and think that it's really weird so <laughs> I think man I think if you went to it imagine you went to a room a hall full of hundreds of furry people <laughs> and they dress up like cards that's gonna be an interesting day it's you know it's gonna be fun especially especially if they find you would be a sexy bunny you know <laughs> things could go anywhere from there so yeah, yeah, 10 out of 10 would go to a furry convention. Oh yeah, definitely. And now I'm just like, whatever you want to put on a tail and some ears and like pop around for a day. <laughs> so long as you're not being creepy about it and like hurting anyone, that's fine. You do like, you. How, how amazing is it that people can hate that? Like, oh, I hate that they dress up in furry costumes and love each other. How I, dare they? I think what? it's because there is a small minority of furries who were also associated with bestiality. And I know that that is not the general furry population <laughs> yeah exactly so that's it's i think like where the hate comes from furry is that like a couple of guys fucked a wolf and <laughs> so oh ruins it for everyone yeah exactly the majority of people though they that's just so want to put on a tail <laughs> so dangerous who would do that that's so scary they'll bite you <laughs> something else I just want to mention quickly from what the other person said is that they said the spectrum of gender and I love that use Mm. of wording because as some of you may know if you followed the story immediately after I posted uh, the story asking for your experiences someone a cis het person I'm assuming um, because the cis heads are at it again (laughs) Um, no, they're not an army. They, I'm going to refer to them as they because they would probably hate that because <laughs> I don't know their pronouns. Anyway, um, 
they said, um, just need to say that there aren't multiple genders and that we need to stop talking about love as related to gender because love has nothing to do with gender. Um, And my response to that was to reply to them and say, FYI, you're blocked now. Also, look it up. There are multiple genders. I think you're referring to sexes, but also the research has been done and there are multiple sexes. Goodbye. (laughs) Yeah, man. It's in the genes anyway. You know, like with the MMF, XXY, you know, all of that as well. So much. I've listened to um, a biological reproduction, a reproductive biologist talk about how Mm. even at the chromosomal level which is what all of these like transphobic people get back to they're like x y x x that's all there is and then these that's not even true yeah Yeah, it's not even true there's like multiple different iterations of that it's crazy by the way and then there's like x y x x y women did you know that and they just have a little bit more testosterone and they like build a world because they're really good at running <laughs> and, then, and then you have like, okay, well, it's not that, it's not that. It's 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 genitals. It's about genitals. Um, and it's like, okay, what about intersex people who are born with something in between? And sometimes people have like basically no genitalia. And like, what do you call that? And that's you know, again, it's not binary. And like every level yeah. that people try to claim, like it's only yeah. two, it's only two. And then every level you look at it, well, there's always more, more. It's interesting because like, I know that I was raised with a certain view. It was a very traditional view that there's a man and there's a woman. And then I learned like the be- the coolest way I found, I was looking on Wikipedia and I learned that in Thailand, they have, and even in Native America, they have this in between. Mm-hmm. And I think that like, what, what have we got our knickers in a twist about? <laughs> like it has to be this way yeah it has to be that way and those two love each other there's no other way like and that's the thing as well that i don't understand why does it matter if that person wants to be called like lee lamb instead of he her like what how does that affect you why do you care <laughs> like, why do you care yeah maybe they're an evolution you know everyone's an evolution in a different way yeah exactly <laughs> i think that's cool I I just wanted to mention that because I think it's important non-binary listeners if there are any you are valid Um, someone responded saying I know it sounds crazy but as an um you can have you can be NB and ADHD and I was like uh yes you can and then someone responded to that NB um is just kind of the short form of non-binary it's just kind of a cute way of saying it um so someone's like I have so much love and appreciation for the work you do I was like, hmm, you're valid and we love you. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Man, this like every episode like has the, the wholesome section. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then as like, us being like, no, 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 no. Yeah, and us being crazy people. Okay, let me read some answers. Yeah, let's have a Give look at some. Okay, a bunch. Okay, this one says, I'm bi and gender fluid and a lot of time the time my brain likes to think I'm faking it for attention and then I think they had another one that said even though I know I'm not I was like oh right so So I yeah relate (laughs) let's talk about it because I feel like like I've been reading the bisexual with ADHD subreddit and they say that there's a lot of problems with like sometimes people think that it's a set thing that if you say you're bi then you're like locked in forever but it's not true like that you can have chapters and fluid times and there is this problem with because like 
I feel like our brain refreshes and then it clears the RAM, closes all the tabs, and then we start fresh so often that we're like, wait, am I bi? Because like that woman is like, I don't know, like, yeah, I don't like that man. But and, and different <laughs> people can bring out different things, you know, and it is a bit more like way more fluid than like, why do we have to even label anything in stone anyway? Yeah. Like, yeah, it just confuses things. But I think it does. I relate to the whole like, am I faking it? Because when I was with my ex, right. who's a man, or when I'm like, on riding the what I say riding the bicycle hard <laughs> and I'm hard on the male side you know like I'm like I just want right men right now which happens sometimes mm. then mm. I question myself and I'm like was it was I lying when I was attracted to women <laughs> <laughs> is it still chill and then, then and then I flip back on the other side of the bicycle and I go ah yep nope yeah pussy <laughs> oh oh I see I like that. No, oh, oh, yeah, that, that good. <laughs> <laughs> this one says, I can confirm there's no relation between being queer and having ADHD. Okay, that's a perspective. My, oh, oh, wait, this is another comment by her. My experience as a bi woman with ADHD is both things are treated and viewed separately. I can understand where they're coming from or she's coming from. Um, I think that probably there's no like neurological connection necessarily, but I think there probably is some correlation of like we were saying before that there is more neurodivergent people who identify as queer because they're doing that self-investigation more. And who knows we're still learning so much about the brain and how it works and Maybe there is a neurological connection between queerness and neurodiversity. And there's this, yeah, psychological trait called openness, and mm-hmm. they rate different people on their degree of openness. And I think that people with ADHD have crazy high openness. Yeah, I mean, this comment, look, my ADHD has allowed me to be open to experiencing and exploring whatever piques my interest. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah, probably so that, that if you're um, ADHD, you have to be gay. Yeah, <laughs> we're just saying like, oh, it's funny that a lot of us are, are. more open-minded, so we're more open sexually. Yeah. yeah, but I think that's such a good point of like exploring whatever piques my interest because we are known for our changing interests, right, constantly, and mm. um, maybe that includes changing the gender that we're interested in and <laughs> <laughs> like exploring <laughs> that. <Oops>. Exactly. <laughs> That makes sense to me at least. I think I just had an easier time accepting my queerness because I already knew I didn't fit into society's normal. But even before my diagnosis, I felt better accepting myself. Oh, that's nice. Uh, But yeah, I think it just goes back to that. Like, I'm not normal. So I accept that about myself, the fact that I'm not normal. So what else do I say except about myself? You know, I think that's good. Yeah, it sounds interesting. And I think we could talk about it. It says being bisexual, oh, bisexual and RSD has stopped me from coming out to people close to me, including my parents. Mm. Yeah, I'd say that's relatable too. Yeah, I mean, I, um, I never really like, quote unquote came out to anyone I guess at some point I just kind of started like 
posting more like gay memes and like, just, just <laughs> like talking about how I'm bi, but I didn't like necessarily like go to mom and dad and be like, because I was 26, 25, 26 when I really like figured that out for myself yeah, yeah. and put that label on myself. Um, Cause I had a lot of, it's hard. Yeah. Figuring yeah. it out. And I, I had a lot of internal, internalized homophobia as well. I think where I was right. like, yeah. And I was like, other people right. gay. that's fine. Love them for that. But I was like, not me. Don't see it in me. Even though you enjoyed a bit of the good stuff. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. And so like, look, labeling yourself, it is a journey because I know that if, it's like if you were raised in a cult, you know, with a locked view of the world mm-hmm. and you went out of that cult and then you saw that there's a different way to be, it still takes time for your brain to like shift a bit and be like, oh, wait, this is okay. And sometimes mm-hmm. the things we learned in that old view can impact our like, emotions in a way that our like primal self is still scared of that thing or guilty mm. about that thing. You know? yeah. And we see that in, um, like, for me, I know that I was raised in a Catholic school mm-hmm. and that, that our, even our headmaster came out as gay and he had to leave the school mm. because, you know, it just, and it's not like he was ordered to go, but like people were so different around him that it, like made it so bad and everyone was talking about it but just this guy you know he loved these certain group of people and he had to leave the school and so so I think that when that happened in when I was like 13 or something and so that was a message to me that oh you can't be that you can't feel those things that's like not allowed you'll be Mm. cast out of the community and so I think that when it comes to the journey of accepting yourself for who you are it's not going to happen straight away Mm. because and you have to go into those feelings and feel what's there and realize why it's there and question like why am I feeling that oh it's because I learned this Mm -hmm. but actually you know times have changed now you're allowed yeah basically well I I think um that makes so much sense my uh, partner currently is a man who's bisexual and he uh had family who were in the mormon church um and so was raised with kind of like some of that stuff mormonism mm. and we all know how much the mormons love the gays i wish um, and <laughs> well i, I so, guess and, that's rebels too it's yeah. like a re- i saw a rebel rebellious uh Mormon person and she yeah, was like sure. you can you can choose that was interesting anyway and so he still <laughs> even though he's very like um you know does what he wants and has sex with who he wants and he still said he has those some of those things in the back of his mind that are telling him like you mm. can't feel this you can't be this da, da, da. um so yeah I think it's just about unpacking yeah. It's like our whole adult lives is about unpacking this shit that got put on us. As right. Yeah. The both with ADHD and with queerness, right? It's like, yeah. you need to be normal. You need to fit the stereotype. You need to love yeah. this person. You need to do this. Sometimes the world is like, hey, you should get a job and then do this and then do this. But I'm like, mate, I'm so busy getting rid of all this like conditioning <laughs> trauma. I am busy. 
Excuse me, I don't have time time for work. I'm unloading my trauma. (laughs) But how good would the world be if there was like a month to do that, a year? People would be so refreshed afterwards. Yeah. They'd be like, wow, I really got a chance to think about how I was right. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think that would be great. If if companies gave you like a paid sabbatical, like go and work your shit out and come back when you're a better adult. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'll vote for that. There we go. Uh, what else we got? Like everyone in my G. Oh yeah, that, that that one. Like everyone in my GSA. GSA. I think it's the like gay um, association. Students association. Great. Like gay everyone students. in my GSA is also neurodiverse, but that can make it even harder to fit in sometimes. I guess maybe yeah, because if everyone is neurodivergent and then no one can read each other's cues. <laughs> oh man I just love being around I've got a group of neurodivergent friends and they are so like it's amazing to be around them because you have so much fun but we get up to some crazy stuff oh for sure like it's, and it's fun okay here's the next page you read one I love this one they say my thoughts aren't straight so why should I be <laughs> lol lol that's so good wait this one says love is a foreign concept to me but I stopped trying I have ADHD and I'm straight, but still the pain is unbearable. So I'd be in the relationship and I'd say whatever's on top of my head all mm-hmm. the time. They'd find me weird and leave me. And that left me time and time again with this sense that I am not suited for relationships and would always Aww. be forever alone. And yeah, I get that at the time you want to give up, but my friend, your time will come. Yeah. And there will be someone that sees you for who you are and loves it because you are unique and freaking awesome and special and creative as anything. Mm. And there are people out there who will love you for that. So just uh, do what you love and the one you love will find you, my friend. Yeah. <clears throat> That's my response. So this person said, um, I mean, there's a lot about the brain we don't know because science is a never-ending rabbit hole. So... The brain has so much to it, which is interesting. Like, I think I was saying that earlier, you know, we don't know exactly. Maybe there is some, some neurological correlation between uh, queerness and um, having ADHD. Yeah. Who knows? We don't know. There's yeah, so much exploring. we're still understanding. Oh, yeah. So that kind of like takes us on, I guess, a bit to, <laughs> to the um, study that someone sent, which I thought was really interesting. So um, someone, I can't remember who, but thank you so much, sent across a um, study. Article. Yeah, an article that talks about um, the correlation between people with, they they put it as like psychological disorders, I think, um, which is, I, I don't necessarily love that phrasing um (laughs) yeah what did they say it's called um it's on the wiley online library in case anyone wants to search for cortical brain structure and sexual orientation in adult females with bipolar disorder or attention deficit hyperactivity disorder (laughs) wow cortical brain structure that's the cortical yeah it's interesting. Um, basically, the background says that non-heterosexual individuals have a higher risk of psychiatric morbidity. Um, and they explain that a bit uh, in the introduction where they basically say that 
um, there is a higher risk for common psychiatric morbidity, including mood disorders, anxiety disorders, and attention deficit hyperactivity. Uh, For example, the risks for depression and anxiety are 1.5 to 2.6 times higher in lesbian, gay, and bisexual individuals compared with heterosexual. And bisexual individuals may be at even higher risk, um, which is really interesting. So I don't think that it's necessarily like you're gay, your brain is bad. Um, (laughs) I think it's more that you are more likely to undergo stresses such as um, bigotry and um, losing your job and um, all these other factors, right? That people are more yeah. likely to go through, and that yeah, being rejected, being rejected by your parents mm, because they don't like you for who you are, yeah. And that is then what could relate in that like the uh, depression, yeah, depression or anxiety or whatever. Exactly, because it's like if your community doesn't love you and you feel rejected, that is just one of the saddest things, and it's definitely something that we feel, you know. So yeah, for sure. It's good that times are changing. Yeah, and it, it's interesting because it says in there like bisexual individuals may have even higher risk, um, which I think is interesting because we're, yeah, depression, anxiety, and all those other things. And I think um, mm. it's interesting to think about because, you know, we're both bi. And I wonder if part of that is related to like how bisexuality is kind of like the quote-unquote invisible um sexuality and like we kind of get left out of like the pride things or we get dismissed as like it's just a phase or you come around one day or something like that where old stories yeah we get belittled um and um bisexual erasure I think it's called is is very real basically by individuals even though they make up the largest portion of the lgbt community like the majority of people who are queer identify as bi even just in the answers that we got people were saying i'm bisexual i'm bisexual i'm bi like i honestly think (laughs) this might be a controversial thing but i think everyone or almost everyone like the majority of people are bi and then there's a few people who sit either very much on the gay end or very much on the straight end, but they just haven't identified it in themselves yet. Or they're too yeah, scared. That's controversial. Oh, yeah. But yeah, because, because um, I thought of myself as fully straight for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was only during, like, I did this, like, really intense 10-day meditation thing Mm -hmm. and your brain makes up all like your brain is so clear and you're training yourself to be unjudged unjudging of your own brain and you see things more honestly than you've ever been before because your brain isn't being as critical as normal Mm -hmm. and it's not avoiding things like normal and I had all these like and apparently this is a thing in long-term meditators and serious meditators is um that you get these visions of 
like all these sexual things that you would have never thought of before, like all these fantasies. Mm-hmm. And that's like a thing. Like even my meditation book written by one of the coolest meditators ever is like, yo, this like, if you don't think of yourself as typically straight, like this could happen to you at like one point and it's quite shocking. And <laughs> I think that, I think it's the reality of the brain is that if you have a good experience with one thing, you'll do it again. And mm. if you have a bad experience with another thing, you won't do it as much. And mm-hmm. that's just like the principle of how the brain works, really. So I think that there yeah. are people out there that haven't had a positive experience with it. And there's people that have had a negative experience with another thing. And they say that they're, you know, whatever they are. Yeah, like they, they one time held hands with a boy when they were five years old and their dad or a teacher was like, you can't do that. And so from then on, yeah. Yeah. like a boy and a and boy. we were I mean, reminded of those messages. Oh, yeah, for sure. Just, so, yeah, that's interesting. So I think, you know, maybe maybe before we go into some more of the um, answers that we got, maybe we should go through our own stories. So, like, what's your story with your bisexuality well that's kind of some kind of it right that's oh, like when you started well, I got realizing a fun it. story yeah <laughs> what actually happened um my wife is in the room and she doesn't i don't think she knows this story so she'll she'll enjoy it well <laughs> anyway this is this is the story of what happened right i was working really really hard and very tired and stressed or whatever and i saw this sign in this city and it said tantric massage and i was like <laughs> Well, that sounds interesting. ADHD curiosity activated. I went right in their building. Yeah. And I went in and they gave me a long massage. And it was really nice. And then this other person came in and they had like long, long hair. And it was, and they, they, they took the towel off my, uh, my little man. <laughs> and they started touching my thighs and they started touching all around. And because it felt so good, little man was like, Hello, I'm here. here. (laughs) And I was like, so like ready to go. I was like, wow, this is super cool. Touch has got more intense. The thing continued in a great firework display happened. (laughs) And I was like, I didn't know that was going to happen anyway. Like when they, when the massage changed and a new person came in, they were like, have you been here before? And I was like, why does that matter? Well, anyway, um, so that happened. And then like, they, were, they were a very pretty lady. And then they were asking all these questions about me, like, where are you from? And like, oh, are you enjoying this city? La, la, la. And then they said one thing that was in a really low voice. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> uh, uh, OK, I, yeah, I guess I'm by then. Because <laughs> that was good. <laughs> and it didn't turn you off realizing that they were no, uh, I was a man. Like, well, that felt great anyway. So, and then I walked around the street and I just had this sense of like accomplishment or something or satisfied. <laughs> I was very satisfied. I was like, you know what? That is fine. That is so fine. Like, why not? Ding yeah. dong. That felt great. Amazing. Yeah, so, that's the story of <laughs> how I was pushed in that direction. Nice. That's a beautiful story yeah. with. You know, a good time to it. A happy ending. <laughs> and I told them at the time, they were like, what's your, what, what's your job? And I was like, oh, I want to be a, I want to be a YouTuber because I wanted to be a YouTuber at the time. Mm. And they're like, oh, I'll subscribe to you. So Aww. my first subscriber was that human. 
Oh, so, so nice. I won two ways that day. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. True story. So that's my story. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> What's your story, Adamina, or Addy, as they call you? So I always thought I was straight. And I have only just remembered this experience, like, very recently. When I was, like, 10 or 11, I think. I went around to one of my girlfriends, like, my friend's um, place for a sleepover. And we ended up basically, like, lying on top of each other and essentially humping. <laughs> but I, I don't know if we really knew what it was just, or what we were doing, you know? Right. <laughs> it was just kind of like we were yeah. having, we were play fighting or we, but it felt good. Yeah. Um, oh, and yeah. Uh, so I guess that was like my first kind of sexual experience um, with another girl, but I didn't. Well, you were young. Yeah. I was like 10 or 11. I don't think I necessarily oh, okay. um, really thought of it as that. And also like at that age, I don't think you even really know what like gay straight is, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, no, not filled with the propaganda yet. Yeah. You know, um, like, and then, like how it should be. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then in high school, um, there was a party when I was like 13. And me and my best friend at the time, we did the whole like, we'll make out if you give us a beer thing. Because we were like, we'll pander to the boys because the boys like love it if you make out. And um, we thought we were like just doing it for fun. <laughs> um, so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, there was a stage in school where everyone, not everyone, but some of the people who were mean to me would be like, oh, you're a lesbian, did it? But the, and the tone that they used was so, like, derogatory. You know, like, lesbian was, like, such a bad thing to be. And I think that mm. probably got into my head, right? And so there are a couple of other times where I get, did the same, like, make out with a, boy, a, a girl just to, like, get the boy's attention or do whatever uh, throughout high school. But still, you know, didn't think of myself as, as queer at all. And then I got to university and uh, I had um, gay male friends. I had a pan uh, female friend. I had other, you know, there were plenty of queer people in my life because I was part of the theatre group. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And so I, again, still didn't see that myself, even though during the show I made out with all of the girls. Literally all of the girls in the show. I what made out show with. is that? Oh, you mean, oh, not on stage? No, not on stage. Um, just like at the parties <laughs> after the show. I was like, what um, show is that, mate? What there. is that like? I haven't seen that version of Chicago. <laughs> and so I still didn't think I was gay, but I was like, and then there was my one friend, Megan, if you ever listen to this, think you're a babe. And I was always like, I'm not gay, but, you know, if Megan had a penis, I would have sex with her. Because oh. I just didn't see myself as, like, I didn't like the idea of having sex. I didn't like vaginas at the time. I thought I didn't. I was like, ooh, pussy's gross, da, da, da. Like, I just didn't like it. Um, I thought I didn't. <laughs> but I was like, well, you know, I could do that. And then um, I started fantasizing about uh, one of my other girlfriends. Um, and then I had a threesome, my first threesome, when I went on exchange with one of my yeah. friends. Um, yeah. and then I ended up having a crush on her, but I still was like, I'm not gay though, but I'm not gay. It's just, it's just a crush. Like whatever it's, it's this thing. It's weird. It's like a, that internalized homophobia. <laughs> I would do this whole struggle by this right, time. I'm right. like in my early twenties. And, uh, then I went to Vietnam 
So it seems like Southeast Asia is a place of realization. Uh, and I went to <laughs> this um, party. And I had, for the last, I think, couple of years, I'd said, well, you know, I wouldn't go down on a girl. I wouldn't, I'm not gay. But if a lesbian wanted to go down on me, I would let her, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, pretty much that's exactly what happened. I went to a party and there was a lesbian there. And um, she went down on me and it was really good. And I was like, that's so much fun. But, you know, like, still not gay. <laughs> still not gay. <laughs> and then I went back to the UK and uh, I think it was a couple of years later, I had another threesome and I went down on the girl and I liked it. And then I was like, okay, I might. <laughs> took that <laughs> at like 24, 25. 25 yeah. I must have been by that time. So, and interestingly, this is around the same time that I started investigating my ADHD more. Oh, and I wonder wow. if it's just that yeah. like link up of like I'm looking more into my brain makeup and myself and doing this self interrogation that that's why I was like oh okay no I'm by and it just was like that felt fine from then on yeah 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 well I guess ADHD has got curiosity to begin with yeah exactly you know? so you like oh wow what a journey Addy mm-hmm. so a constant journey. denial for many years and then just utter acceptance and very open queerness <laughs> like went yeah. from one, zero to nothing basically um I was never necessarily trying to hide that side of myself I just really didn't recognize it in myself I think sometimes like the conditioning we've had can make our attention flicker away from even mm. having it as a possibility. Mm, exactly. You don't want, you don't avoid the subject because yeah. you just don't want to touch it. And that's not even a conscious decision mm-hmm. or conscious thought. It just flickers away because in the same way that you touch a hot pan and you lift your hand away really quick, you know, you learn you're not going to touch a hand in like such an emotional way. Mm. It's, you know you're like whoop, I'm gonna stay away from that I'm gonna stay away and from I think it <laughs> probably also goes back to like that bisexual erasure where I maybe didn't even know it was an option right because I it's you know if you're not um straight you're gay and I didn't necessarily think bi was an option <laughs> right, right, yeah. for so long and because because I do predominantly swing towards me and I'd say on average, my attraction yeah. is like 70, 30, more towards men, um, mm. that I, or masculine presenting people, um, I said that sarcastically, but, you know, there are non-binary people who look like men. Um, mm. And, yeah, that's just generally how my attraction works. And so I guess I thought, you know, because I'm mostly attracted to men, I'm straight. <laughs> yeah. Like I'd say I'm 5% gay. Yeah. 5%. Like, it's like, I couldn't, I couldn't have a relationship with a dude mm-hmm. and I prefer them to just not have a face. But if there was just a little man, I'd be like, oh, that's all right. I'll have a go. No you know, it's, that, it's, it's like, it's like, I wouldn't, re- I, like, I wouldn't go that. Like, if I was really hungry for food and horny for a man, I'd, I, I, most of the time I'd eat some food. 
<laughs> because I'm just not, I'm not, I've not done it enough, you know? <laughs> and I, I'm like, oh, I, I'd have to be pushed or something, you know? Yeah. So or have someone person. come up to you or try and hit, hit on you. Yeah. And then you easy. just go with it. So, yeah. Um, should we have a look at some more of these? Like, I like this one. Yeah, I, okay. They say, I don't think a neurological, there's a neurological correlation, but symptoms may not, may help in not denying your inner feelings. In other words, your impulsivity, because oh, we're impulsive, that's we true. go through that's with it. whatever. Right. We're more likely to be impulsive and have that, like, um, not have the regulation. Yeah. Well, you know, like in that story, I was saying some of my experiences were like a threesome or just hooking up with this girl at a party. And if you're less impulsive, you might be more inclined to like not take those chances on those experiences. Yeah. But when the emotions come, it like leads us kind of, you know, you mm. know what I mean? It like guides our, our attention is so led by our emotions and our emotions lead our attention and just it happens, I guess. Mm-hmm. I realized I was queer by the same time I researched ADHD all because of TikTok. Oh, wow. yeah. TikTok. If someone looked at my TikTok, they would definitely think I was a lesbian because, <laughs> like, <laughs> just watch <laughs> lesbian TikTok. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's interesting. It shows that, like, I know people are seeing patterns. And I think that's what's cool about what we're doing. We're exploring with the community. Because mm. we, no one knows yet, and we just can't wait for the science to come. So we just starting to talk about, hey, what's your life like? Hell, oh, my life like this. Yeah, and, I'm sure at some point uh, the science will catch up because all science eventually comes from, like, discussion, right? That's how science starts, from people talking about things. Yeah. I'm talking about crowdsourcing information about ADHD. Mm-hmm. There is, ah, oh, I just had to link up. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> what it is. I'll come back to it later, right? Let's read yeah. some comments. I like this one. They say, I'm ace, so asexual. I don't really feel like I'm part oh. of the LGBT plus community, but yes, technically I am. And I'm like, yes, that is why when I can be bothered with the mouthful that is LGBTQIA plus, then I say it. Because I think asexual people, you're a valid part of the community um, just because you don't feel sexual attraction or you're sex repulsed doesn't mean you're not part of this group of people. We love you because you're under-recognized. Um, and I think that's valid. Yeah. I was trying to find a link, but I've lost it. Um, you are valid. Okay. Sorry, everyone. We don't need to go through that one. Uh, I don't know why. Let's read one. Okay. Fear of rejection increased by a whole lot. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, Definitely. <laughs> right, that's so true. Like when I um, hit on women or I try and flirt with women, I feel like the sense of rejection is like so much higher. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. I don't know. I've talked about this before. It's like um, with other bi people that I know and I'm like, why is it that I can like go up to any guy and be like, yo, let's fuck. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm like a, super I'm like a dude, super confident. And then I see a pretty girl, and I'm like, nah. <laughs> like <laughs> something happens to me. And well, there's different rules, isn't there, for, for socializing? Oh, yeah. Well, and also it's like, 
I don't know if she's gay, but it should be, you know, yeah. if she's straight, that's more of a like quote unquote personal reason or a rejection, right? Than if she's just not attracted to me. So I should be oh, less worried that she's straight. But for some reason, I'm more that she's going to be like, I'm not gay. And then I'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. Whereas like, isn't it worse if she was like, uh, I am gay, but no, you're ugly. Like, <laughs> Oh, brutal. I mean, I don't, think, I don't think anyone would say that. Or if they did, they're kind of a dick. But yeah, it's funny. Yeah. I have a way higher sense of rejection or rejection, uh, perceived rejection towards even attempting mm. to try and uh, like flirt with girls. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a factor. Oh, my gosh. Okay, this one says, if anything, my neurodivergency makes me figuring out everything incredibly more difficult. <laughs> Yeah, T- yes, I think we can all agree with that. Man, with the amount of things that come along with ADHD, with like depression and like just everyone telling you, oh, you've got to be productive all the time <laughs> and it's just really hard. And then you could have a higher chance of being, um, you know, a different sexual orientation. Like mm. that's a lot. Mm-hmm. especially when you're trying to do school or homework or university or get a job done mm. or look after kids like that is a tough or job. unpack and your so, trauma <laughs> tell me about it right <laughs> so yeah dude we've got a lot on our plate yeah. you know and on so the flip side we have this person who said having a neurodivergent brain allowed me to reflect on my identity non-traditionally out at 13 <laughs> wow wait that's cool wait so are they saying that like i don't know like the fact that they're reflecting do you, do you ever like just stare into space and like daydream yeah all the time <laughs> do you think that's yeah right so do you think that is why people are more do you think they're more introspective because with adhd because you know, you're just staring, thinking. Sometimes a lot of time about what. It's what just like my brain to. short circuits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think maybe we we do we are more introspective. Like someone once told me, I was like uh, incredibly introspective or something along those lines. They're like, you think too much about yourself or about you know. You... I was like, mm, I think we all should. You know, we should all do this kind of unpacking and self um, interrogation. Another comment says, I think I'm bisexual, but I'm not really sure. That's okay. I'm excited for your journey. I'm excited <laughs> for your journey. Yeah. So. Maybe you're gay. Maybe you're straight. Maybe you're just flopping maybe around. You're fluid. Yeah. Flopping. Maybe you're just a human being living your <laughs> yeah. life. And I like that. This I one am says, excited. sorry, I'm, I'm yeah. so excited for all these comments. Yeah, read it. I recently, read it. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I recently <laughs> opened up about being pansexual. I'm from a Christian household, so it took me a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's pan again? Remind, pan is no preference, right? Yeah, essentially, pan is where you are. You don't have um, gender doesn't really play a part in your sexuality. So it's like you're attracted to basically yeah. anyone more based on who they are as a person. Um, I have seen memes before that that's like pan is just kind of spicy bi. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, can you help it's define valid. what? Can you define the difference between gender and sex? sex. 
so sex is um oh yeah because well, we talked about this before we started recording basically sex is um more on the biological side of things so you have your sex chromosomes which right. are not right. just xx xy there's multiple different variations um and then you have your genitalia which again is not just male and female because there's intersex people um so there's a whole bunch of different ways that that can go and right. like for example you can have a vagina but then you can have male gonads internally um okay yeah so like there's a whole bunch of different ways that can go so that's sex and then it's not just male and female and then even gender gender is more your expression of how you present yourself and how you feel and so like i am a woman because i feel like a woman basically like i look at things like what makes up a woman whatever you think a woman is and do you align with that yes then you are a cis woman and uh, do you not, then maybe you're trans, maybe you're non-binary. If you feel like you fit somewhere on the spectrum between male and female or nowhere, some people say they're agender um, and they don't feel like they have a gender or they feel like they don't fit that stereotypical the, gender. The stereotypical. And it's, yeah, that, that's different to your gender expression, which is basically how you dress or how you present yourself physically. So you can be a man and be very much, I feel like a man, but wear a dress, which is, your gender expression and that's yeah. different yeah so it's all there's so, so many different aspects to it um and it is complicated but interesting and beautiful <laughs> this is what i'm so excited about opening like the society is shifted in a way that like i remember when i was a kid gender was like these ideas that were handed down to me and it was like boys wear blue and wear trousers and have short hair and they mm. girls they wear pink I know have long hair, but like what I'm excited about is that was so boring, but now we're mm. entering this new era where, and I see, like, I've seen all the, the Zoomers and the, what is it? The below millennial Gen Z. Yeah. Um, and I see them and they're like way more able to express this gender fluidity. And with like, there's so many new ideas of what you can just be as a human. Like, oh, why yeah, should we it. just inherit this boring idea and so I'm really excited for just more color in the world. Yeah. You know, like, and do you know what's funny as well? People dressing like birds, people <laughs> dressing like furry bears. Like, I'm all for this. Because yeah. I think the more we diversify in, like, cool, expressive ways, anyway, stuff will be more creative and people enjoy life more. Yes. That is my words. But it's also funny because the whole, like, blue is for boys, pink is for girls thing is only, like, 50 to 100 years old. Before that, it was the other way around. <laughs> And men wore dresses what? and men wore big poofy uh, things and men wore high heels. And then at some point it was flipped. And for some reason, Harry Styles in a dress gets people really riled up. And <laughs> I know I find it hot. I love a man in yeah. a dress. Oh, I love it. Like that's why you I matched with my current partner on the dating app. It's because he was wearing a dress. And I was like, mm. oh, <laughs> apparently um, like there's all different examples from history too. That like in Greek times, there was this pediatry where you'd have a young boy and the mentor would like, and they'd like teach him the ways of being a man mm -hmm. and they would like get it on sometimes. And that was normal. Mm. And then in the Renaissance period, Michelangelo, it was like fashionable to be bi at that mm -hmm. time. So 
it's really funny how I don't know somehow the time passed and they were like oh you have to be like this and this and I was like all right <laughs> for a bit they were like yeah all right I'll do that but everyone this person be- says I don't think there's definitely a crossover for me it's body dysmorphia and gender fluidity ADHD and queer <laughs> so wow. maybe they don't think there's wow. a crossover normally but they seem to check a few of those boxes here we go let me read this last one Hi- hypersexuality I think is one of the reasons I'm bi for sure it's like my ADHD wants anything lol <laughs> oh that would definitely be a factor too that encourages that like this funny crossover it's yeah. hypersexuality you know yeah because you're like I bitch. don't care how I get sex I want it with anyone <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it yes put I'll it in it. me <laughs> uh we read this one I think that actually covers pretty much all of the responses that we have had. Um, and, you know, we're at an hour now, so we've, we've done a pretty good job. Oh, Thank you so much, everyone, for your responses. Crossover. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, gang. It's always nice re- reading and exploring these concepts. And I'm, I'm like, just fascinated that there's, a, there's any crossover at all in a meaningful way. And I think that's blooming interesting. It's so nice. So thank you for joining us. Thank you. Go out there, be your fabulous rainbow selves. Um, (laughs) And accept everyone, regardless of their gender expression, their identity, who they love, because we're all just beautiful humans. Yeah. Thank you, beautiful humans. Keep having a great time. Bye. Keep it it real. Peace.